Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Good evening. Good evening, Sir Stewart. So, so what? Sir Stuart. Sir Stuart of what? Cuntville. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> offensive way of starting. Welcome off. back to Hardcore <laughs> Listening with Chris and Stu. Right, um, this is going to be a three-part of this one, um, because we, I say we had a lot to talk about, I had a lot to talk about, I didn't shut up, I got really excited, and... Fair dues though, mate. I think it was great to see you fucking getting stuck in and talking about stuff that you absolutely love, dude. So yeah, yeah it was good. And, and it was a, a catch up with some some old friends um, I hadn't seen for a while. And um, yeah, and, and I think as this goes on, I, I think we we didn't film this one, so it's not on YouTube. No. But um, but do go on YouTube, and if if you're wondering about um the band that that Ollie was in first, mm-hmm. um, that we talk about a lot. Um, go on there and put in um, states of emotion, um, mm-hmm. and you can watch them. Um, there's a video they made with Jay from In Between Us. Oh right. Um, and yeah, that. they've made another video. Um, I think Katie B's in it, and mm-hmm. like, um, no, they were in a video with Katie B, if I remember rightly. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're just they're they're a great band. And then obviously go and um, check out Defa Guitar Pop. Yeah, which is which Ollie formed with Johnny. Yeah. Um, Putting out well, you're going to find out their story about how they started putting that together and yeah. all that. But they're all those video. They've got a load of banging uh, music videos for Defa Guitar Pop yeah. on YouTube too. Too. Um, so yeah, go and have a look at that. But as as this podcast goes on, you're going to hear their story and you're going to find out about other things that they're doing at the moment. Well, that's, that's what I stuck kind of say. I think it's nice, like when maybe if you're not overly familiar with with, with some of the guests, then. I think you're going to get pulled into the conversation because it's a good chat. And, mm. I, and I think it's if you've got that point of reference where you think, right, okay, well, they said that that's on YouTube. I can go mm. over there and, and sometimes see what they look like. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like, oh, yeah, okay, and what did that band sound like? Oh, right, yeah, they're really good. And, yeah. and, and whatnot. I think it's, it's always good. And what we haven't done for the last couple of guests, which we will do for this, mm. is um, we will put a Spotify playlist together. Yeah, because, you know, this although we cover uh, their top five, which is really cool, and we do, this is a podcast about music yeah. and it's, it's fantastic for that. If you're a big music fan, you you know, especially like of uh, quintessentially British, you're going to really have a fucking great time yeah. here. Yeah, we talk uh, about great, great British bands mm. and, and festivals. Yeah. And, uh, some funny stories come out, don't yeah, they, at the festivals. Some, <laughs> when, you, when you got, you know, a rock and roll band in, in, in the within that are having a couple of drinks, then... 
you're going to have some some fun stories. So, right, we, well, let's let's not say too much more about them because um, Ollie and Johnny are very good at talking, um, and we'll, we'll we'll tell them themselves. Yeah, um, man. You know their story and their top. So five. let's just put some shouts out to our homie uh, seventy six. Thanks for producing this shit, man. Big thanks to. Um, um, big Bradders who, um, who who takes care of all the, the YouTube side of yeah, stuff man. for us and um, uh, the rest of the Distraction Pieces Network and that bearded dickhead not you the other the other, one, the the one, other bearded the prick really but we will one. all be together recording a drunk cast next week soon, so oh shit it's the week after you disorganised uh oh right um, yeah um, and also go um, get your tickets for Hardcore Listing Live at the Hoxton Bar and Grill on August the 10th. Yep. Um, got a few previous guests that are going to come and get involved yeah, on stage. Um, it's going to be a, a live podcast, a kind of interview, and obviously we're going to be drinking heavily and um, waking up with anxiety in the, the following morning. Doing the robot. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, look... Um, Fuck off and listen to the podcast. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Are we recording? Yes. All right, Chris. All right, mate. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Smash him. We're, we're back. We're back after... Yeah, um, Last week's episode with um, Jordan Gray, yeah. um, where we um, counted down Jordan's top five um, live stand-up acts. Still working. That are still yeah. working. Um, and what also got um, a bizarre amount of interest was part one, which was you describing your homemade coffee enema. Yes, incident. 40 uh, minutes uh, of talking about my anus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ari's your arsehole. It's all, it's all healed up now. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, let's not get bogged down in your arsehole. No, let's, um, not start, let's not start on that again. No. So, well, look, we've got um, we've got two guests. Um, is this our first one with two guests? I was going to say we've got we've got it's the it's a world first. We've had to buy world a, world exclusive <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> we've had to buy a new mic and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, yeah. It's it's our first one with two guests, which is great and. Thankfully, they're they're no they're no strangers to us. Um, certainly not me. Um, yeah. Um, welcome, Johnny and Ollie from Def of Guitar Pop. Well, Johnny Bonjour. and Ollie that are Def of Guitar Pop. Bonjour. It's good to Hello. be here. Hello. How are you? Oh, we're all right. We're, we're good. Right. We've we're had good. a bit of drama already, haven't we? We've we've, we've um, smashed I'm bleeding. I've um, as we went to press record, I was like, right, let's uh, <laughs> let me just get myself a glass of wine. I've just dropped two. Um, glasses and they just smashed everywhere. Stu is yeah. currently bleeding. Yeah, yeah. But he's carrying on like Blood, a true, sweat and tears tr- true soldier, <laughs> a real trooper. And tears. Um, well, I've known, I've known. How long do you I've known you? Are? Uh, I think the early days were. Was it Sugar Hut first? Sugar Hut, yeah. Sugar Hut. Maybe it was before yeah. that. Actually, no. It was um, venue in South End Hotel. The Fucking hell, that was the opening night of my business. Was it really? It was used, and um, at the time, we'll get on to your previous band, yeah. uh, States of Motion. If we must. Um, and uh, yeah, we got it, we I'm got it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, 
And yeah, it was that was at the Royal Hotel, and it was when I launched the Trash Society, and it was you, really? Sam, I am, which was um, a good band, mate. That's a blast from the past. Sam, I am was Natasha years, Fox, mate. who yeah. sings for Pip, yeah, and Toby on drums, and bass player Mark is now in Florence. Yep, plays for Florence and the Machine. And I can't feel what the other... Was it Producers with Computers, the other band? No, it was... Uh, I can't remember the name of them. We played a few shows with them. Um, they were kind of sounded a little bit like The Clash. Um, we played in Kilburn with them as well. With, for you, I think it was. Oh, it weren't... It weren't um, baddies, was it? Not baddies, no. They were decent as well, but the name escapes me. I can't think. Oh, I can't think either. Mm. But yeah, but yeah it started there, and then I think from there it was Sugar Heart, and then... Let's break that down, the Sugar Heart yeah, thing, because... Yeah, like, <laughs> my experience of the Sugar Heart, like, I, I went down there, I've only been there once, and my mate was like, do you want to go Sugar Heart? I was like, nope. <laughs> and then he was like, uh, bars on tab all night, you can have what you want. I was like, okay, be down in a little while. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was a fucking meat market down there. Well, it was um, crazy. It was one of them things where um, someone I met, what was his name? Josh, I think his name was. Josh he, Dines. That's it. From Brentwood, yeah. 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 Um, he knew someone at the Sugar Hut, and basically the Sugar Hut was on his arse, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. it wasn't this the was Sugar Hut. This was way, way before, before Towie. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it was still based around that demographic of, mm. you know, cheesy kind of fake tanned mm. guys and. Wallies. <laughs> That's the one. Based on Wally's, and, uh, and yeah, but they said they wanted to do like a, a an alternative night, and and so I was like, on a, was it a Wednesday or Thursday or something like that, wasn't it? Thursday night, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, and and we booked. We had at the time Baby Shambles were just blown up. We had Adam DJ the launch yeah. night, and yeah. did you play the launch or did you play the second week? We played with Black Market, um, and it it wasn't a launch night. Yet. I think the night had been going because I think you had. You had, yeah, you had the Baby Shambles DJ set. Then, are we, are we allowed to say the C word on the pot? Is it anything? Yeah, 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 we, we had Cunt in the gang. <laughs> yeah, Fucking hell. Yeah. That's a K word. Gang. That's a K yeah, word. K word. Cunt in the gang at the I'll sugar up. I know you've got all these <laughs> sponsors and stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that. I can't believe we had Cunt played fucking sugar up. Yeah. So you had Cunt in the gang, and Surreal. I think we were the third gig there. That would have been Black an episode Market. of Towie. Yeah. yeah <laughs> to imagine. try and get that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we were the third down there. It was a good gig, though. It was a good night. And yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that night. Like, I remember chatting to you loads that night, and we were chatting about Suede. Um, yeah. That was when we first got chatting, because I don't think we really spoke much in South End, because obviously no. I think you were up to your bollocks. In well, we had like about three floors on. of stuff going on that yeah, night. Yeah, it, it was, was quite really busy. busy, yeah. And then we got chatting, I think, like after Soundcheck at, um, at Sugar Heart, and we were talking about, yeah, Interpol, Suede. Yeah. Yeah, just... But I think at that point, like, it was really weird, because obviously I put on loads and loads of bands over the years and all sorts of venues, and generally you hear kind of good and bad things about people and, and bands, about other bands, and... From that moment, all I'd heard, he's like, yeah, they're really good lads, that band. And like, and I thought, yeah, but they're still in a band, so they're bound to be a bit egotistical and a bit, you know, because <laughs> we all were, yeah. to a degree. And I can safely say, from then, knowing you right the way through that band, you weren't. 
Oh man! And like you, all of yous were like it's different in this band. He's well different. <laughs> yeah, I can see he's got Mariah, the, he? the forty thousand views has got right to my ear. <laughs> I don't get a word in edgeways. Yeah. Surprised I've even got a microphone. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it, and it, it, you know, I ain't blowing smoke up your ass, but it's been a joy. Do you know oh, what I mean? Mate, like, yeah, you, like you, all, all four, yeah, all four of yous were just times, yeah. top lads, and you've played loads in all manner of. Venues well, for yeah, us, I mean, you? for me, the bar and kitchen, you know, not bar and kitchen, how dare I? Um, Queen of Hoxton. Queen of Hoxton. Yeah. Yeah. Bar and kitchen, you can talk about that because that's where our live podcast is oh, going to be, right, the bar and grill. 10th of August. Well, I might put my <laughs> foot in it there. Yeah, no, there you go. No. Cheap plug. Uh, no, yeah, sorry. The um, Queen of Hoxton. Queen of Hoxton, yeah. We had some great nights in there, like New Year's Eve and stuff, I think, two years you? on the bounce. That was, yeah. I think that was the first time we met, yeah. was them gigs. When I was, in I was very young, then. very young man, very innocent. And yeah, we done that New Year's gig with you. Didn't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. I that think was a mega night. Jay Ways yeah. as well, which was obviously youth, youth club, club in their early, yeah, early days. Um, yeah, they were good. Uh, banged out as well. Yeah, they? both yeah. New Year's Eve. So yeah, really had some. Eat. They were good nights. They were. Yeah. Really, really good. Nights. That was a that was a cool setup, man. Great yeah, Hoxton loved it. Like uh, it was wicked for bands. You see. Um, because I did it with you for what two? You'd been running it for what five years or Bad something band, like that. Yeah. And I come in about two years towards the end. Yeah. And it's wicked just to see all the different bands coming on. And it's a perfect thing for new bands. I think down there is amazing. And when it does get packed out and it's early, the looks on like bands when they've been playing to like, you know, you know how it is in this fucking game. Yeah, you might mate, play to yeah. an em- play. I've watched bands play to me. Yeah, before. of course. Yeah, yeah, just the sound. Uh, that's that, fucking, that's horrible. But when they play to... Like a, pack a venue. half ro- half full room at like seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you can see it on their face. I can't fucking believe it. And they don't want to get off the stage yeah. either. Cause yeah, it's you're like... used to having more people on stage than you have in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. Like you know, as we've already mentioned before we started recording, we will get on to discussing the, the live music scene and, and and guitar bands. Yeah. As we work work through the, the podcast, but um, yeah, that 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 specific night the. It was Matt on session, wasn't it? And was it, uh, yeah. at the time, Matt was sort of famous for being a boy about town, wasn't he? And hanging out with the Maccabees and all the cool bands yeah. and whatnot. And and he, you know, he, he DJed it and curated it with me. And and it was yeah, at its moments where that was one of the best events I've ever done. Yeah. And like, and generally, never really got that much negative feedback from the bands because it was always oh, it was an opportunity great. to play to a bit of a crowd so for me was... it was the best London gig you could play as yeah. an unsigned band yeah. at the time I mean I remember one night you had like Orlando from the Maccabees like you know helping us load all our stuff up oh, the right. stairs and shit like that you know and you, the backstage room was a good place to be there yeah it was always yeah. buzzing and all the gigs were always busy um yeah just that for me like you know looking back I mean we were in SOE for like 12, 13 years, and I'd definitely rank those in like my top five shows in, oh, in the New Year's Eve ones. Yeah, oh, great. Man, All right, so um, before we, we go any further, we're going to count down your, your top five. Um, and so before we do anything, what is your top five going to be? Madness tunes. Top five songs by the band Madness. <laughs> nice. I thought it was quite active. I know you was rubbing your hands together yeah. when, you, when you got that through, weren't you? Yeah, of course. A little bit of a Madness fanatic as well. Yeah, 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 just a little bit. So, <laughs> before we get into that then, what other top fives did you consider? Well, I was thinking Scar songs would have been yeah. quite relevant, yeah. Trojan tracks, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would have been a good one. Our own Fred Perry collections, probably. Yeah, I think <laughs> nice. that was. <laughs> I don't really know how that works on a podcast. <laughs> it's more of a visual <laughs> representation. We could have filmed <laughs> it. It wouldn't be podcast gold, would it? <laughs> yeah. This is a white one. And this is uh, another nice one that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really nice. This has got a stain in it now, but it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't see is Johnny's holding up an invisible T-shirt, just in case yeah. you can't see yeah. it. Yeah. Where's the camera in it? <laughs> right, so... Um, yeah, it's... Youth, I mean, how old are you, old? 30, just turned 30. Johnny? 25. Quite young to be into Scar and, and, and specifically Madness, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, how it started was, like, really, for me, Madness were my introduction of good music. Because um, I think I was literally, like, five years old. And uh, my dad was fanatical about Madness. And he handed me VHS, Divine Madness, like, videos of all their greatest hits and me and my two younger brothers who were still in nappies just become obsessed with it like it'd be like saturday mornings in our little playroom and instead of watching disney films or whatever we just whack that on and skank in the playroom together. that's brilliant and, you know we knew all the words we'd make like my parents put it on in the car whenever we were like traveling somewhere and um for me like seeing Seeing like the first video on it was the Prince, which is obviously the first single that performed on top of the pops, and Suggsy's in his like purple tonic suit, and that was like <laughs> looking know, like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that was what I, you know, I, like, I think that was the the moment like as a five year old when I was like, I want to be that. That, that was your version of Teletubbies, just a, <laughs> yeah, hell, a yeah. hell of a lot more fucking yeah. cultured. Yeah, so that that for me, that's you know, Suggs was my first sort of musical hero yeah. you know and you know obviously along the way um sort of got a little bit switched off uh from it you know down the years you get into different things and stuff growing up and obviously my previous band states of emotion were anything you know quite far from yeah well, and the polar opposite to scar i think we were saying as well is like about we both love like britishness don't we yeah. and all that and as you're growing up it's like your fucking auntie's party or something it always ends up with everyone pissed dancing to baggy trousers yeah, yeah. And it's just that lovely like there's a right Englishness about it all, isn't there? or Britishness I would definitely say talking about both your previous bands that there was more it was more apparent in your band that you was leaning towards a more traditional British yeah, sounding like yeah. band yeah. like there was more I could hear more Libertines and Kinks and stuff like that Kinks and what you yeah. were doing than, yeah, than, than, than yeah. states states, yeah. states for more sort of amphemic kind yeah. of more stadium sounding well let yeah, more towards you too really yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and, and for me I think what you know it just got to the point with states where we sort of exhausted every avenue and we could have carried on with it but in all honesty I was a little uninspired in the end and um, a bit worn out of it really just fat for the first time in my life wanted a break from music and did have like a month maybe of not playing my <laughs> guitar. About. Yeah, about a month, yeah. And obviously the thing with guitar is like Luke from SOE is just getting back into drums now. Oh really? Yeah, and, and I, I can sympathise with him because like when you're that exhausted by something, you put all your eggs in that one basket and you've been like, you know, too too attached to it, too invested in a way. Um and it does you know, it fails or whatever, um, to some extent. I could sort of see the point he was at because I got there too. And with the drums, you know, you chuck yeah. them in a the loft, didn't you? Or yeah. leave them in the garage. They're not lying about. Yeah. They're not watching Coronation Street and, and they're just standing on the other sofa. Like, yeah. I might have a bash of them. Yeah. You, know, they're, you know, whereas the guitar is always lying around. And obviously I live with my brother, Matt, who's 
active musician gigging every weekend there's always guitars lying around in our house a shame a shame that's electric child house electric child house yeah check, check them, them out, out. quality band <laughs> and um and basically yeah i just started picking the guitar up again and singing in my accent more i don't know why but just I, well, I think what it is is in the last few years i've I got massively into Trojan Scar, which is something I didn't listen to growing up. Like for me, Madness, and then obviously touching on uh, specials because you know they're the household names that everybody sort of knows. You always hear them in indie clubs and stuff anyway, which is what I grew up around. Um, and then yeah, yeah, got into the Trojan stuff in the last few years, and then obviously visited the other two tone stuff. And um, yeah, so when I picked a guitar up again, it just felt natural to sort of change it up and just for a bit of fun for my own enjoyment start writing in that style and it seemed to work and um i thought i don't want to do it do it as a solo artist i, I like the camaraderie of being in a band and i'd started to miss playing with other musicians and with what you just said about johnny's ex-band and tomorrow men they were sort of like quite a uh, sort of quintessentially british sound johnny sprung to mind you know yeah um so i, I built him up and so i was hideously hung over one one morning <laughs> it's a in saturday wasn't laying it? in bed and i got a phone call from matey over here going you fancy starting a scar band mate i was like oh, you've only quit your band like three weeks ago and you can't you can't, you can't you stay away from it <laughs> yeah, for a little yeah, while yeah. and he's like well yeah i was thinking right i've got these songs and that and i was like yeah send them over mate it sounds well interesting because we were sort of like just like, we were doing different things together we still make music together the boys from the time i remember but yeah doing different bits and pieces now and i sort of had a collection of songs building up that we weren't using. I was yeah. like, yeah, oh, like they'd, be, they'd fit it perfectly, mate. Yeah. yeah, like right. I've always written in that sort of '60s style, like the Kinks yeah. and that sort of thing, and it just sort of come together quite nicely. So, was you already quite a fan of Scar and, and yeah, and well, yeah. Like, I mean, I was yeah. I think Madness. The first time I ever see Madness live was at V Festival when I was like 13, 14. You know, when you sort of go down with a case of Strongbow and you. I slept under the motorway actually under the. A414 one year, yeah, which was good. But, um, yeah, and that, I remember One Step Beyond coming on and, like, you, you know, sort of people, you get at V Festival, like, lovely and everything, but, you know, <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly, every, every fucker in there yeah. was doing a dance, do you know what I mean? And I just thought, I'd, like, it's just a beautiful thing, isn't it? They're one of those bands that... It don't matter who. They unify. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So what year that was that, song. Johnny? What year was that out of interest? So, so you're 25 now, so you're going back, what, you were like... Yeah, it, must, it must be 10 years ago. So what... what oh, fucking like 2006, 2007, yeah, yeah, I reckon. V, do you know what? When V started, right, V96, 97, me and Shu were talking about this, they were pretty solid in terms of festivals. Like, they blew... They, it was my first experience was at V... Like yeah, it's a festival. V yeah, used to same. Be good. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I've seen some amazing bands. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the Stone Roses there. Oh, I've seen right. Youth Sabian there, there. there, haven't they? Yeah. I remember, Oasis were meant to be there, weren't yeah. they? I've seen yeah. Eminem there. Yeah, like yeah. some proper. They do some good stuff. But I remember going back there, like back when I was twenty-three. Like I'd gone to uni or whatever. Come back and I went there, and it was there was kind of a different vibe. Mm. You know, they were booking decent bands, but. The they crowd were also was booking bit, shit yeah. bands as well. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, and the crowd was weird. Like fights were starting in the mosh pit 
because blokes didn't get what a mosh pit was. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they didn't get that people, or they didn't get that, you know, in the fr- in, towards the front of it, it's going to get a bit rowdy. And they're like, fuck. And I was like, what's going on here? Oh, and, it's oh, going what is up with you? <laughs> Stu has spilled think, his second <laughs> glass of red wine tonight. I think Stu's secretly been on a saw since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Saying so you want to tell us, Stu? <laughs> I'm not meant to drink that glass of wine, am I? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, Seeing me um, again, it's got him all hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, we've like... Um, with, with V, again, I think that's going to be paramount in a discussion that I'm sure will kind of feature. Yes, I agree. In the change in, in yes, the scene definitely. for guitar music. Yeah. Because it is, it, 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 it's apparent, isn't it, that, yeah. that the, the scene is changing. And, and to, to, to make festivals and events and things like that worth putting on, they're having to kind of give an inch and, and maybe put the integrity on the back burner and go massively well like, I'll tell you what yeah. let's let's book the Saturdays like yeah. and you know well, they always had like a few pop bands yeah. but yeah. that was like you know 10% you know mm. and 90% of it was good yeah real music and you plus know. yeah the charts were flooded with half decent well, bands especially as well. yeah. in indie but back that, then that was like you know, pre X Factor and all that it, that's it, a thing you were spoiled yeah. for choice yeah. with decent, decent bands that were hitting the charts oh, I used to love watching the Top of the Pops yeah Top of the you Pops know? was great what a sad sad state of affairs the fact we don't have that anymore uh, do you know what yeah. mate I Andy think about Peters. that a lot I that's why I don't like Andy Peters I told you everything Top of the Pops they put him in charge of it and what happened did he was he was hosting Top of the Pops was he he didn't wow. have to do anything other than host. He wasn't like... No, him, yeah. no, he, he he was involved in like... He was Program in charge of it. Top of the Pops. Oh. Peters, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> when, what, you, what year did it finish? Was... What year did it finish? Because I, I don't really remember ever like... I was well young when yeah, Top of the Pops. Yeah, it was young. I am John. well old. <laughs> it's a shame though, isn't it? Because you know, like, like I said about The Prince, madness, you know. I mean, some of those performances was just so iconic. You know, the top of the pops major. Look at the Oasis Blur era. You know, yeah. and oh. like, like you know, I think going back to the V thing, for me, it has become like T4 on the beach yeah. on steroids type. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. it's just a real shame because, like you say, Chris, like we we grew up there. Uh, that was our introduction in, into yeah. festivals. And you, I kind of felt like you know, you'd be like reading NME that week. And you'd be excited because you'd have like, you know, um, like when I was like 17, 18, Killers opened the second stage and it was just a moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? And I was right at the front and you could see when Brandon Flowers walked out, like the fear in his eyes because like like everyone had flocked, they had such a buzz on. And I don't feel like V is somewhere where you know, artists are going to have those moments anymore, those career-defining... You know, like when you hear Foo Fighters at Reading, I think it was 95, when no one could get in a tent, when they were, like, massively underbilled, and all those historical performances, which you still get at Reading, because, like, Reading last year, for instance... Boy Better Know. Like, I I was just watching it on the planner. I was like, oh, Boy Better Know played, you know? I I just expected them to be in some scuzzy little tent, headline set, couple of thousand kids, and they're on the main stage. There's 90,000 kids there yeah. rapping every single word seizing the moment like and for me like since then it, they've just I mean look at Skepta like winning the Mercury yeah. and they headline the other stage at Glastonbury I believe Sunday night it seems yeah. to me like V you, you don't get those moments anymore like no. you still get a Reading and Glastonbury I think they have like you say Stu they've changed their, their musical policy to, to fit what they thought were commercial tr- commu- consumerism trends at the yeah. time like things like the Bacardi bar my yeah. mate was like oh, yeah. that was the start okay. of it. that was the start yeah yeah my mate's yeah. going uh, you know, love him to pieces but he's like 
oh no, I'm gonna, oh, I'll probably be in the Bacardi bar today. I'm like, hang about, what, what? Yeah. We've got a thousand, you know, we had loads of clubs in Essex and London at the time that could pump out that music. Yeah. Mm. Why are you going to the Bacardi bar for, yeah. for, for, you know, for a V thing? That, it ain't like Glass though, when midnight, you can go over to, what's it called? What's Trash that? Shari La, and yeah, and yeah, Shangri La, yeah, yeah. and have like a fucking, Charlie absolutely, yeah. I'm renaming it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's got all your, you know, your club music in there, but it's, it has changed, man. Yeah, it's the, a shame. The weirdest analogy was my mate Mark was like, we got there, and this was that V2003, v and he was like, the toilets are clean. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, go and look in the portaloos. And I went in there, and these portaloos were spotless. And we were like, well, the first, I remember the very first port cabin I opened up at my first festival at the, and it was a fucking horror scene. <laughs> it was honestly shit on the wall. I was like, why is anyone putting shit on the wall? That's, that's probably how you can judge a festival, then, to be honest. Yeah. I remember the first yeah. time I went Reading, and I got there on a Saturday morning, and my bird had been there since the night before. She was like, fucking hell, don't go to the toilet. It's called it the drop or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's the biggest pile of shit I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I've had some terrible totally Such a big pile of shit is actually quite impressive. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've, got a re- I've got quite a funny, dark story about a festival toilet, if you wouldn't mind me. Far away, mate. pretty yeah, raw. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, lie, no, but no, fuck no. it, anything goes. Yeah. So I was at Glastonbury. This been is there. a very professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there since the Wednesday... And, you know, obviously, I don't know about you guys, but for me, you're holding out on having a shit as long as <laughs> yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're on a Saturday afternoon. Um, I can't remember who was playing, but I weren't really feeling it. And I just, the old stomach rumbled. I thought, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had this toilet roll in my little backpack all weekend, you know. And I've been really nervous about it. It was my first Glastonbury. And uh, oh, was it my first one? I can't remember, but whatever. Was that I was, one you played at? No, it weren't that one. No, no, no. And I was, oh, thankfully, no. If this had happened on that day, I was nervous as fuck as it was that day. This just sent me over the edge. I don't think I would have made it on the stage. So I'd, I'd sort of scouted some cleaner, quieter toilet somewhere in the field, like earlier on. I love the fact you've yeah. done homework. Yeah, I did. I had to. I had real OCD with it. I had a treasure map. I, I, I can completely I mean, on board with that. Yeah, what, you do a little recce? I can't be doing toilets where there's lots of people around. Because right. I, you know, I like to have a little read and that sort of stuff mm. when I'm on the... <laughs> yeah, I'm you know what I mean? I have to read. And that's just because I'm at Glastonbury. Just because I'm at Glastonbury. I'm standing there, my magazine under his arm, waiting to go in. We, we pack, I've got, yeah, mate, I've got the Sunday <laughs> Times when I was there. <laughs> right. The amount of time. two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, that's quintessentially English, isn't it? The amount of times I've been bollocked by a staff where we've been in a waiting lounge at an airport, right? And I've walked into the toilet with a paper under my arm and she's just... She's just, she's just shaking her head at me like everyone can see what you're about to go and do like shameful so anyway so I've, I've scouted the, these bogs and it's a good walk from where I am I'm at the other stage or something it's like 45 minutes away and I said yeah I was, that's right it weren't my first gas of I was with Steph and I was like right I'm going to be back like leave you with the boys and that you know I'm going to be a while just to let you know but got battery on my phone I'll be in touch I love the fact it's like you're going to another country <laughs> mate I don't, normally I can shit anywhere as well yeah, and I'm yeah. totally cool with it but I don't know why I was just so spooked about it this weekend and uh, so I went all the way over to these toilets and they weren't that busy and I stuck my head in one and the lock didn't work, so I thought, no way. Yeah. Went in the next one, 
and tested the lock and then there was hand sanitizer on the wall and I thought brilliant this one's well fresh yeah. you know <laughs> you're golden sitting down doing the business right so I've sat down done the business <laughs> wiped cleaned up and that and I've stood up and I just you know you just know something ain't right and I've got a waft of shit under my nostril oh, and I thought ah something's not right here <laughs> and I looked down and you know like the, oh, the shape oh, of the, the basin in those toilets yeah. they're kind of like it it's hard to describe on a podcast. I, kind of, I have to sort of manoeuvre with my hands to yeah. show you how. But I had someone else's shit all down the shaft of my old boy. Oh! down the front and just got stuck on the pan. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, I mate. then spent the next hour sweating on this hot summer's day in his portaloo frantically with a baby wipe <laughs> trying to amend the monstrosity oh, in my pants. My it was bad, God. bad times, mate. That's oh, wow. well can hear it now. That's horrific. It was awful, mate. Yeah. Anywhere. I don't, I yeah, other than my face, <laughs> my mouth, the next part that I don't want shit is Stem. on my fucking stem. And if, if it's your own, it's one thing, right? But yeah, the fact yeah. it was someone else's business that you know, because I know I knew where mine had gone and it hadn't gone yeah, down yeah. the front of the pan, you know. No, what how I mean? did it get down hiding the front beneath of the pan? Mate, it's Glastonbury and it anything yeah. goes. Anything like, goes. Stay, it probably it's probably standing up on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, where someone like didn't want to sit down or yeah. something. I just hadn't seen it, noticed it, and it was it was hit it was hid under the lid, you know, like <laughs> the little lip. Yeah. yeah, the lip. Yeah, exactly. It's a little yeah. trap. To be fair, I've never heard that story before, but that explains so much about your personality <laughs> now. Man. That's really horrible. You're gonna yeah. be on a Shane's launch with a shrink in about twenty years, going, Where did it all start? Let me tell you. Spent <laughs> <laughs> forty five minutes looking for a toilet. It was bad, man, bad. Oh man, that's uh, that's pretty bad. My mate um, John, uh, he was uh, John Bennett. He was uh, I don't know even why I'm naming and shaming him. He's the fella that <laughs> that slipped off the uh, the locker and ripped his balls oh, uh, John. The, that I mentioned previously. Uh, uh, <laughs> but he was at Reading years ago, and um, and I, I, I don't know if it's still the case. But on the last night of Reading, kind of stuff gets trashed. Like, He's gonna kill you, yeah. mate. And, uh, it does. And, 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 well, at this one, this this was probably '94, something like that, and uh, and it was the last night, and he'd kind of held back from having a turnout, <laughs> and it was like I've just got to go. And he said he was in the toilet, like in the portaloo, and he just sort of sat down, and he kind of heard, <laughs> and I thought, what was that? What? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he like grabbed the side of the pan because <laughs> his cubicle that he was in was rocking backwards oh, to forwards. No, and he said, I no. literally fucking Van Dammed it straight out the fucking <laughs> door and like done a proper fucking B.A. Baracus roll out the way and then fucking the toilet went over and they oh, were just no. throwing them all over. They do though, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And obviously all the other ones, you could hear people go, you fucking wang out to them stuck in there, door shut, just smothered in shit. Oh, mate, there's, there's not... Oh. Kids do lose their shit on a Sunday night, though, don't they? They burn Reading the cubicles a bit and yeah, it gets yeah, a bit dark. Yeah, 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 it is a little bit crazy. That's it's not how you mate. want to finish your weekend, is it? No. Having a shower and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely not. And then being stuck because you can't get out yeah, until yeah. someone... Yeah. That's mental. That's th- absolutely bananas. If that happened to you, when that door opened, would you be coming out guns are blazing, really fucking upset, or would you come out 
whistling sunny afternoon with your newspaper still under your arm. <laughs> as long as there's no shit on my newspaper, I won't, I'll, be, I'll be whistling sunny afternoon. You've got to be quintessentially English in these situations, haven't you? Oh, well, uh, kids, real, boys will be boys, won't they? <laughs> oh, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. Well, let's we kick things off. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Number five, then. Who, who's going to go first, Johnny or Ollie? Well, is it my girl, number yeah, five? Yeah, you, mate. Yeah, well, I know it's a bit of an obvious choice, but we like our pop music, don't we? Definitely guitar pop, pop music, and that. Yeah. And it's one of the great Madness pop songs, isn't it? Proper, yep. A proper single. And I think it's something well poignant about the sort of sim- simplicity of the lyrics, you know? I want to stay at home and watch TV every now and then. It's like... I think as geezers we can sort of relate to that, can't Definitely. we? Do you know what and I mean? And, 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 and it, you ain't, you ain't being horrible to your missus, no. not at all. You still love her more than anything, but pointless is on. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, regarding madness, that people... I set up a Facebook group about fucking eight years ago, which, at the time, people still watched the Brits and gave a shit for some reason. Mm. And everybody was getting lifetime achievement awards for contributions to the British music scene. Yeah. yeah. And I never understood why Madness, why madness yeah. never got mm. that. More top 40 um, singles yeah. than any other band in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the fact they pioneered video as well oh, mate, later yeah. on. But as much as being my age, I, I caught Madness... They were the band to like. When I was like a junior school, Madness and Adamant, they were the coolest things ever. Yeah. And it was like, I weren't really into Adamant, but Madness, they had the videos that you just thought, oh God, they, they're, they're brilliant, they're funny, they're great. Yeah. And as a kid, you're not drawn to the obscure when you're really young, you're drawn to pop sensibilities, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike Barson wrote pop songs like no one else did. Mm. I think he, he's... There's nothing, there is nothing, my girl is as vital as Waterloo Sunset, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, I love the Kinks, 
and they are quintessentially English. Yeah. Yeah. And they have great pop sensibilities. Madness for the next generation of that. Definitely. I really yeah. believe that. Yeah. I think they should, ne- they should never been to, looked as a throwaway pop band or, yeah, or like no a bit way. of a novelty band. They're not. No. No way. They were proper, and they and their heart, the way they formed. They did it just like any other grassroots yeah. guitar band. I'm so happy I mean? you said that as well because mm. I think there's such a clear line in like the lineage of like British songwriters Definitely. from from Ray Davis to that. Do you know what I mean? And then going on because we've saying what sort of when we do a song like what does it sound like? And we've said like the sort of mid '90s Blur stuff like Country yeah. House and stuff like that. And I think that's part of that sort of trajectory. Do you know what I that mean? That video couldn't have been any more madness. Yeah, if it tried. Exactly. Yeah. That's also yeah. why I think madness. Right. Even when you were saying about. Um, getting into it with your five obviously nice one dad for putting that in front of you but it, they have that appeal to, I don't know it's up tempo it just feels good doesn't it yeah. and it's homely madness it feels real and uh, all their videos are that they're all fun you can just watch all of them and just dull straight and there's that it. balance in it between looking cool and not taking yourself too seriously yeah. oh, which okay. I think yeah, they yeah. get better than anyone yeah, yeah. and also let, let's have it right that uh, a lot of them gigs were, were heavy on the right wing following. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that's not us. And if we're talking about that era where my girl come out, and I can say this because it's not on your list, I won't be giving any spoilers mm-hmm. away, but embarrassment. Yeah. Like, is there any, is that social commentary in that song is as key as anything that the Beatles yeah. or the Kings yeah. wrote. Yeah. You know, at that point in time, you know, it's just really weird that. It's the Kinks, the Beatles, the Jam, the Libertines, and it's like, hang on, yeah. why aren't Madness mentioned yeah. in that? That that's do you think it's to do? I think that. a lot of it might be to do with the specials, though. I think because again, sorry, yeah, the specials as well, yeah. I always feel like the specials are seen like, oh, they're the serious two tone band, and in, yeah, in yeah. A lot of and Madness, are, yeah. But for what reason? Novelty videos, like the songs, are, I don't think, and, and you know. The, the, some of the subjects are, are a bit jovial and, and, and fun, but... But you need a bit of that sometimes, didn't yeah, you? Of course, and it's not like that's them, twi- like, full stop, is it? You no. know, as you say, like, the, the lyrical content of embarrassment, you know, um, it's, it's heavy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very poignant and... One of not... yours later as well. Well, you? yeah, yeah. I, I was about to go into yeah. Absolutely, there, absolutely. I yeah, yeah. So... I was mindful of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of... Yeah, I mean, chuck us that album over, Chris. Like, I've dug out. It's just behind you, mate. Like, I thought that was just coincidence. No, was no, no. I'll pull it out. Like, I've just been trying to find a some me old madness final. But um, just yeah, just looking on the one step beyond album. Obviously, starting with one step beyond my girl. I won't say what the next one is. The Prince, like, but bed and breakfast, man. Oh, what yeah. How good what is that? Yeah. And that wasn't even a single. I think it did. It was, it, it a, was single, a video. It was a video. Because on that video you're talking about, the divine, yeah. I think check, Lee, you see him running along, then he just stops. Just, oh, he was the bed and breakfast man. That's it. And, yeah. Yeah. Thing, da, 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 and he just yeah. drops. It's well, he brilliant. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's a cracking debut, that is. And, uh, and just the, the look of it, I mean, obviously you can't say, we'll put a picture of it on the the uh, the, the Instagram and the Facebook and whatnot, but, it, you know, it's, it's it's black and white and there's there's, there's Chaz doing all the, the, the Nutty Boy dancing the and stuff. The album covers How iconic yeah. is that? Well? It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, it's uh, and, uh, and I think it was Lee, the saxophonist, which I'm not a big fan of sax. 
and I don't really like it in music. How is it so incredible in madness though? <laughs> like, Imagine and it, and madness without sax. It, it don't. Know. It don't work. It don't work. And I think he, if I'm not mistaken, learned to play that in prison. Yeah, I've heard like, that actually. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, what yeah a, madness sort of got him on the straight and narrow, didn't it? Yeah. Was, it, was he inside so the for story long? Goes, no. Know. Well, I tell you what. I'll tell you a, a little, a little story about Lee. Um, because he, he's DJed at session, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's done New Year's I, Eve. Yeah, I was with him in the booth, but I was, I, and what a wasted opportunity because yeah. I was so out of my box that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was one of them things where I think only like, you know, recently it dawned on me like, oh shit, man. You know, I was in the booth with Lee Thompson that night and yeah, straight over my head. <laughs> Some, sometimes you can get a little bit starstruck as well. Like, like most of the people that we have and we DJ, we, we, we've been lucky with who, who we have come. Yeah come and play with us but um, most of the time I'm fine every now and then someone will come along and I'm a little bit like a little bit more standoffish yeah because I don't want to sort of like go I love your music man so I'm sort of like chill I, out I, I can't do it just name drop and bang on all night because this is your podcast tonight but I, I, my, my story with Lee oh. how it come about was, was quite mad like because no pun intended there sorry <laughs> a few of them too. but, um, but yeah. me and me and my mate from Cunt and the Gang were Grew up, grew up like massive obsessives and when madness kind of become not cool to like we used to go to Camden and we used to go to RH Holt where they used to go in and buy their DMs and yeah. then we'd go to Arlington Ass and stuff like that we'd do a little nice. tour yeah. ourselves just because we were obsessed with madness yeah. and they would do it they, they wrote a play I think it was Suggs and it might have been Chaz they wrote a play that had Cassandra from Fools and Horses in it and it was on in, upstairs in some little pub in, in North London and we went up there one night to, to, to watch it. Um, when we walked in, Chaz, Suggs, Chrissy boy were, were sitting there in the pub. And I was like, oh, my God, it's madness. And like, and we was like, what are we going to do? He's like, let's just go over there. We just went over there just hoping they wouldn't be arseholes. Hmm. And they were like, sit down, boys. What are you having? And it was like, oh, my wow. God, we're oh having a beer with madness. And it was yeah. like, this is amazing. And... We got them to sign bits and pieces, and, and we, we've all got our photos. I think I sent you some of them photos a little while ago. When yeah. you uh, like, um, I just go, but um, then fast forward to like '95, and we was recording the album with my band, and we was at this um studio in um, is this Lilo or Series Lilo, right? Cool. Um, uh, um, the last stop on the northern line, I can't think what it is. Um, Edgeware, no. And uh, and we we was in a studio, and there was another studio next door, and uh, and in in that studio, I just thought I can hear sax, and like and, uh, and I said, look, and I was like, that's Lee Thompson, <laughs> and like and I remember just thinking, oh my god, it's, it's Lee from Madness, and I was telling everyone I was in a band, and they're like, yeah, whatever, and I was like, no no no, it's Lee from Madness, and like this was '96, and everyone was listening to Embrace, and they're like, yeah whatever, like. And uh, I remember going in there, like all fanboy, just going like, oh, really pleased to meet you, Lee. And he was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah. And it was my birthday that night. And uh, an Arsenal were playing, and, and he was a, a big Arsenal fan. And he was like, um, what are you doing later? I said, like, I'm not a lot. He said, we're going over to the pub, watch the Arsenal. And I was like, yeah, he went, come over. I went, you all right? And like, I remember thinking... No, I'm sitting in a pub wow. like, having a beer with Lee for madness watching the footy. <laughs> and then that night, we Lee, Lee went and, and he was managing his band and he was just like playing a bit of sax on their stuff. Cool. And we went out to 
Camden Palais, which was now Coco. Coco, right. And, uh, and it was like a big indie night there. And we went out for my birthday just to have a piss up. And when we come out, we was walking back to, to get the train. And I see Lee again. And I was like, oh, how are you doing? And he was just jumping out of, in and out of his motor. And he was bill posting. And I was like, what are you doing? And he went, just trying to earn a pound note, mate. And no, obviously at that point, that, that was post-Madstock. Yeah. But they hadn't done their kind of yearly gigs and stuff like that. But that's obviously how much they got screwed over. And well, I think the thing is, as well, that Suggs always mentions in uh, in interviews, it's, it's a little bit of sweet, isn't it? Because there's like, however many of them there are, and they've got to split the yeah. songwriting royalties and stuff, you know? So, I mean, in this day and age, I don't think, like, I mean, Suggs has said it in interviews, it would be very difficult for a band like Madness to survive. That um, size. Yeah, because you've got to split the money in yeah. many ways, you know what I mean? That's why we've only got two in the band. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we're keeping, yeah, keeping it stripped down. <laughs> uh, 50p each year. But yeah, I mean, you think like... But it's great that they've had their sort of um, resurgence, you know. Yeah. They have. And, and the Jubilee some... gig, wasn't it? Was there yeah. A, it was like, there was some gig, wasn't there, at Buckingham, at Buckingham Palace? Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Uh, and and it... then the Olympics as well, they come out on a bus, on the didn't bus, they? Yeah. That was cool. That kind of stuff was good to see. Yeah, that was dope. That was really good. They do the Madness Weekend as well, don't yeah, they? That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. My that. mate Edit does films and edits that every year. Oh, cool. And uh, it looks pretty crazy. I don't know where it is, but yeah. What? I... Um... Oh, do you know what I'm talking too much about madness now? This no, is your great. podcast. No, I, mean, go for it, I want to talk about Madstock later because yeah. I, I, I was. Did you go with yeah. Morrissey? Supported, yeah. yeah. And uh, but we, we'll talk about that later because <coughs> I want to. Yeah, because one fifty on there was quite significant. But, shall we? Um, shall we go into number two? Uh, number four. Why. Number four. Yeah, let's number do it. Four. Let's do it. So is this your choice, Ollie, or is this? Your yeah, this is me, the Prince. So it was just going back to what I was saying about earlier really that was where it all started for me that was why I wanted to be a musician in the first place um, yeah like video number one track one on Divine Madness the old man hands you that at like five years old or whatever and you see Suggs in a purple tonic suit and it just blows your mind yeah. you know the energy the, the, yeah, just, to me it was just the coolest thing I'd ever seen um, so yeah I had to have that one in there for that reason really that's um, that, that's an after Decent thing to get off the old man, isn't it? Oh, forever in his... Uh, forever in... Uh, what, what was I trying to say? Debt. In debt, yeah. In debt to one. him for that, yeah. Um, it's been a long day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, even as well, like, the production on it, I've been um, doing, like, a monthly Scar night where I DJ just in a little pub in Greys. Well, what's the pub called? What's the night called? Traitor's Gate, Scar Club Essex. Um, and the print, like, the production on that, it just cuts through, like so much clearer than, than so many of the other tunes in that era, you know, it just sounds so fresh, just blasting. Did you say Clive Langer? Did he do all of it? I don't know, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Is it because I, I tend to find when I'm playing old records out in clubs, the yeah, it's like the game you've got to play around with and, and turning up the treble because it, it just, it doesn't come through Absolutely. that clearly. Yeah. Well, it's really difficult when you're sort of, I want to say really difficult, it's a, it's a pain in the ass when you've obviously playing a Trojan track from the 60s or whatever and then you go into something also you, you, you're playing something from the 80s or whatever which yeah. is you know been EQ properly and all the rest yeah. of it yeah and then you go into a Trojan track from the 60s where the bass is really dirty yeah. and you think shit I'm going to blow up the subs <laughs> you know what I mean and literally sometimes on the mixer I have to turn the bass like to zero you know because the it just rattles the room too yeah, much yeah. and I feel like the whole place is going to blow up <laughs> well obviously you've all mugged me off for dropping me wine and stuff like that what happened on Saturday oh? 
Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you see my face, but... Yeah, I uh, was rather rock and roll. I, uh, I dropped a Coca-Cola over my... Uh, <laughs> five years sober, everybody, and counting. Over your uh, fruit-based laptop. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a fucker that was, man. Yeah, it was late into the night. Um, I had about an hour and a half to go. No one really gave a shit because like, everyone was so pissed. Yeah. That, you know, and they just want to hear the songs, really. They ain't really... You yeah. know, they're, they're, they're not scoring you on your mixing or anything like yeah. that, thank God. It's a lesson that all DJs learn, isn't it? You can get so yeah. caught up in the mixing and you're like, oh, I need to make this perfect. No one gives a monkeys. It's all about yeah. the song. keeping the, the vibe, yeah. keeping yeah. the vibe and the song. Yeah, especially with ska music, yeah. you know. It's, um, so, yeah, so that was a fucker. <laughs> so I ended up plugging my phone in and going off Spotify. Then I couldn't get the tunes to blend. And I, yeah, mini Did you get down. having just get a bit sweaty? Oh, I was, mate, yeah, I was all over I, the I hate hey, that. When, when that I fuck about? up. Because that, that's, that's like a pub that I used to drink in. I used to live yeah. right near there when I was a kid. Yeah. And, like, and that was one of my first places I used to drink in. Yeah. And uh, that's, when I see you doing a scar night, obviously you're, you boys, are you both from Brentwood? Uh, yeah, I'm from Loughton originally, but yeah, right. I went to school over here. Yeah. Right. So, what are you slightly posher than Ollie? I'd, I'd <laughs> say in our band, in our band, I'm positively well, upper class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and we've got George. George is from Grey's, isn't he? You're from Brentwood. Yeah, George is like the bruiser of the band, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? No, George from. Has he been in any other bands? Right, right. And, yeah, oh, he right. played in SOE oh, when okay. Brent yeah. left as well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the pub, I just really, really charming spit and sawdust pub you know do you DJ in the booth above the bar yeah, it's, yeah. it's so weird if you've never been in there which oh, you I wouldn't have Chris it's this it's, it is a pretty rough little boozer in Graves and well there's a lot of rough boozers in Graves there ain't <laughs> many nice boozers yeah. in Graves but um, yeah you look at the bar and you'd never know it was there would you no. and it looks like you'd have to be a midget to get in there but there's just a, like, a DJ booth above the bar in a pub. It makes no sense unless you see it, and it, it? works so well, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not going to lie at first. My first night there, I was quite nervous, you know. Yeah, like, of course. Collared and that by, you know, whoever. And, and so it was quite nice when I thought, oh, thank God, I'm up there away from the riffraff, yeah. you know. So, because um, it was a little hostile the first night. It was great, but people were, like, you know, pissed out of their head shouting up to me for certain songs. And, yeah. you know, obviously... Like I said, you know, lifelong madness fan, but the whole Trojan thing and that, it's still the honeymoon period for me. I've only been listening to that yeah. stuff three or four years. I'm learning a lot. So there's people that have especially come down to this night. That oh, you got any latests? Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's an amazing thing about the skinhead thing. Sometimes you like, you feel, I've got them out of my depth here. Like, yeah, they, but you know, I know what? every Trojan B side yeah. from like 1968. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know, do you know what's been really nice about it? Some of the people that I felt at first were borderline heckling me and now they've come to everyone they're up in the booth and they're showing me pictures of their record collection and oh. tipping me off tunes one guy brought me down a shirt from 1969 the other night do you know really? what I mean oh. yeah it's really lovely do you know what I mean I think once you sort of uh, once you break him in a little bit and they realise hey, he does know what he's doing yeah and, but you're yeah. new blood to a scene that I you know, you know that, that, him, yeah. absolutely yeah. I watched mm. a thing that was on Friday night which was on a couple of years ago and they repeated it about um, I think it was called Living for the Weekend about Northern Soul mm. And and they were saying about like how the scene fizzled out, and because basically they were going back trying to find you know the whole thing was finding rare records and yeah, crazy. When, when, your, whole, soul is when crazy, your whole whole scene Man. is based on finding stuff that existed years ago, mm. you yeah. run out. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. only so much. Yeah, and then you're playing the same records every time, and it can you know become at that point when there was 
it was a new scene that it died out, but then they sort of fast forwarded it to now that people are discovering it again as yeah, well, uh, as they it's are like when we the, done the video for Sweet Sensation, wasn't it? We had Carol and um, me in the video. They yeah. looked and so like, good. They're like they did. Do you know top top skins? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, they, and they we, sort we of were like, God, like, I hope we like do them all right today. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, we're all like sort of like a bit. Well, just very respectful of their culture. I mean, Mick Mick heads up Essex Skinheads group, you know, and a lot of scooter clubs and stuff. And you don't really want to be like sort of going in there like this is all all guns blazing. Yeah, Yeah. respect that this is their way of life and their culture, and obviously they know it better than you do. Yeah, 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 we're enjoying it. Like, and and but our style of music that we've picked is is a big part of their subculture. Um, So yeah, we just try and be respectful about it and don't yeah. claim to be scar boffins or such. That's, that's probably I mean? the most important thing in life yeah. though, right? Like mm. if you, no matter what situation you're in, acting like you know everything means you'll never learn anyway. Yeah, and yeah exactly. people are going to think you're a Muppet, right? Yeah, They're going to. Yeah. So that's it. That, that was pucker, that video. Where was Cheers. that? Where was the Where was the, the party at the end? Where Trace was that going? No, that was in the Spread Eagle in Spread South Eagle. End. Spread Eagle. Oh, yeah, Sky and Mash DJ. Some of it was in the trailers, wasn't it? I knew it was in no. South End. But it was a bit in um, Chinneries and all. And we were sat there, weren't we, in Chinneries with yeah. like the Essex skins. Thinking, yeah, well, fucking, fucking hell, fucking hell, we've made it now. <laughs> <laughs> it was I cool. Tell you what, I tell you what, obviously we're, we're two minutes from Tilbury here. Have, yeah. you, have you seen much like... Um, well, Stuff we had, on YouTube about the Tilbury Skins. We had Tilbury Squin, uh, Tilbury Squins. <laughs> Tilbury Skins came down to Scar Club on Saturday. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was really cool. And I'm gonna say it, a little little uh, self congratulating moment. They actually requested Rickety Old Train, which I was well chuffed about. Oh man! Shouted up to the booth, um, and at first he wanted to hear Monkey Man. Then it was Skinhead <laughs> Girl, uh, Simmer It. And then he shouted out, boss man, play your tune. And that's when I knocked my coke over. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guitar riff come in and he like, what? He went like, woo, and started skanking and they all, they all yeah. All Ceramip. Cut the rug. Skin of Moonstump, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's, he's from Grays. Really? That's, um, I hope I've got this right. But um, we grew up and the, the guy that run Pirate Radio in Grays uh, was a guy called... Um, I should better be careful. I said Pirate Radio, and I. Um, everyone called him Daz. Right. And, uh, and Daz was a couple of years older than us, and uh, and and he was a cool character. And and Daz's dad was Cyril. Wow. Yeah. There's definitely a big connection there because that yeah. was the thing when I was putting the Scar Club on, or looking to put it on. I messaged a lot of venues in Brentwoods. No one really wanted to know. I, had a f- I mean, I, I always put nights on at the Essex Arms down by the station down the years, like local band nights and stuff. Um, so I could have done like a ticketed event there. Um, but then I, I just thought I'd throw it out there to the Traitor's Gate because I'd, I'd, I'd become friends with Ben, the landlord and promoter on Facebook. And I see he was doing a lot uh, for, for young bands around the area and, and putting... Uh, like mod nights on and soul nights and stuff and the odd sky night as well and as soon as I messaged him he bit my hand off he was like yeah. mate such a following yeah, yeah. for it in this area like it's perfect trust me and, and that was it really went down to see him how, how was your first night mate how'd it go fantastic yeah yeah, yeah like I said it was nerve wracking yeah. but everyone touched wood I mean it was one of them things at first we said we were going to do like four or five a year because the first night was so successful we was like let's just do one a month you know and see how it rolls and yeah I mean that was I think the first night was in November and every night's been brilliant so 
Yeah, it's a proper quality moment. atmosphere down there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well. and, and it's a nice change for me as well, you know, because um, obviously just been in a band on like the indie circuit for years, and I'm never ever going to fall out of love with Stone Roses or whatever, you know, but, you know, after a while, anything becomes a little... I'm, Stone Roses will never be old hat, but like going to an indie club or whatever, it's, you know, I mean, it's it's like a sort of dying breed now, isn't it? The, the indie Pink club. toothbrush every Friday. Come Apart along. from, there you go, isn't it? <laughs> you up nicely for your flat. <laughs> I was watching something the other day, uh, Manic Street Preachers documentary. Right. About Everything Must Go. It's won yeah. loads of awards, Sundance Film Festival and all that. And uh, the brush gets a mention. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone on there, I think it's just some writer who was saying about when the Manics used to come on in the brush out, used to yeah. go off and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, for me, it was just nice to. I'd always liked the, the skinhead and mod fashion. Uh, our, Mark, our, our manager in SOE, always used to tell me off for wearing DMs and Fred Perry on stage in States for Motion because, in, in his defense, it didn't really go with the sound, you know? Um, so yeah, I've always I've always been attracted to it. I suppose going back to the the, the madness roots and blur when modern life is rubbish oh, come out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I remember then, <clears throat> like, oh, sorry, I just constantly seem to go back to when I was young and these things. But during the war, he's <laughs> quite you know relevant, I guess. But when like blur jumped out on that baggy thing, yeah, and then they disappeared, and then at a time when grunge was at everyone was into grunge, yeah, all of a sudden. Before Tomorrow comes out, or maybe yeah. even pop scene before that, but like yeah. Before Tomorrow come out, and they've got like 501 with turn ups, yeah. cherry reds on, Fred Perry's yeah. suit jackets, and you just think, hold tight. Yes. This, you know, cool. and it, it looks strong. It yeah. looked like a really good, and it, and it weren't like anything else that was going on. And then before you know it, bang, Elastica, and like, you know, they're wearing the same. And yeah. like, and it was, yeah, I mean, that was definitely what I guess was the kind of early parts of what become Britpop well definitely you know? I mean actually Park Life was the first album I ever bought I mean don't get me wrong the first single I believe was Jerry Halliwell It's Raining Men so I'm, I'm not looking for cool points here but nice. <laughs> I respect <laughs> that man I respect Johnny, you just Johnny what was yours <laughs> my first single uh, it's actually quite cool and I Lose Yourself by Eminem I think not bad oh, so. yeah, yeah. you are young aren't you let's yeah. go round but I also found I've been clearing out some stuff now and I found One Love by Blue in there so <laughs> Now we're talking. Amazing, so, what's yours? We ain't going out like that. We ain't going out like that. Cypress Hill. Nice. That's it good. Was a, it was a cassette, uh, and and Cypress Hill was done as a, a in Blue Skins Whistler packet. It's fucking dope. It was. Nice. I had to get my mum to get it for me. Yeah, parental <laughs> advisory. Parental advisory. Yeah. How about you, mate? I got two. I, I bought one, and I got given one, and um, my name bought me the Laughing Known by Bowie, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of cool, but kind of not. Because it's a laughing gnome yeah. by Bowie. Um, and the first record I bought was a video called The Radio Star. Oh, cool. And, oh, like, and that's, that's all right, you know. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's not super that. cool, but it's a good little tune, isn't it? So I wonder if people are going to be saying this in like no. not 20 years. Like, do you remember to, the first You're desperate to have a rant about music, aren't you? No, I ain't. <laughs> My old man always goes on about it because he's like so happy with his first single. He's yeah. Solid Gold Easy Action by T-Rex. And That's he's like, cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, Dad. Yeah, yeah you're, you were cool. All right. <laughs> but I think you're not going to remember the first tune you downloaded on iTunes. No way. Right. For 69p that you, you ADHD clicked. Yeah. Accidentally. God, I'm going to sound I mean? like such an old man. No, it's, it's, it's the truth. We <laughs> yeah, talk I about it. A lot of people feel like this at the moment. Mm. Yeah. But, and that's why I record now vinyl, like even me now, I've just set up my 
twelve tens back. I've just moved back to Essex. I set them up, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm gonna start picking up the odd bit of vinyl again. And like record sales have shot up, and I've been. Yeah. I'm not dissing. And, like, I think like Spotify, there's there's benefits to it. There's an absolute shit side of Spotify, huge shit side to it. Probably the benefits are just convenience as opposed to the damage it's doing to the music industry. But MP3s and playing through like Serato and all that and using like USB keys on your CDJs. Now it's cool. It's it's, it's kind of useful when you're a DJ. You're out all the time. Yeah. But there's nothing that. It's you so were... much more fun to to play vinyl. Course, I stopped yeah. really enjoying mixing and scratching when I started moving away from actually using my scratch records and all that. As soon as I, as soon as I went electronic and went onto tractor, I was like. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it. You are never going to be able to replace, and I sound like an old fucker here, but I'm, I'm holding mm-hmm. a copy of um, the One Step Beyond album in it, and I've pulled out the inner sleeve, which I used to study, mm-hmm. like, and just look at over and over again. It's just a big amalgamation of, of Polaroid pictures from a photo booth of just what I can only imagine is fans, and there's probably about 200. And then you look on the flip side, and it's just pictures of their mates, um, Chalky and Tox, Toots and the Weeps, and Prince Nutty, who I believe is the guy in the Bed and Breakfast Man video. Uh, I think he's in, uh, yeah, and he's in, he's in the One Step Beyond video. Is he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he looks like him anyway. Do you know what? I might be wrong. He's that video, isn't it? Yeah, he does that kind of like. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Yeah, he's not not Bed and Breakfast Man, and yeah, just looking and and it is yeah. Like you saw on your side today, you had a copy of Pepper out. You've obviously been getting into the whole 50th anniversary thing. Absolutely, it's mate. Just yeah. when you see it like that, it's like yeah. that's how it's meant to be, isn't it? It's still absolutely. It Look. is good that there's been a resurgence, so you know. It is, and even if it is, are you talking about vinyl? Yeah. And even if it is like hipster, who gives a fuck? If people are buying records and buying record players, and it means that people are. When they buy it, they go home and they put it on and they have to listen to it in the order it was recorded. I've said mm. this hundred times mm-hmm. on podcasts, I know. Yeah, but it is a work of art, isn't it? It's a, a journey, for want of a better You've made word, an album. It? When yeah. you made the album, mm. you didn't just go, here's the ten songs, let's no. play bingo as to what's yeah, one, see two, what goes three. In where. No, it's, you no. Know, it's, it's a craft, and, it, and it's like them songs as well would never have got like, when you listen to Revolver, like, yeah. who wouldn't skip Yellow Submarine? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I love the thought that people had to listen to that to yeah. get to Tomorrow Never Knows. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, it's but it's an investment. Not that I don't love Yellow Submarine, but you know what I mean. It ain't Tomorrow Never Knows, though, is it? <laughs> it ain't Tomorrow Never Knows, exactly. Will, it will wear on you. But then also, like online digital downloads, you, there's nothing to feel, there's nothing to smell. I know it sounds weird, but there's a tacit experience that you have when you pick out vinyl yep. that you just don't have with that. Because it's not in the real world, is it, I don't MP3? Know. That I, is. We might have said it when just... Uh, Elastica we've done the podcast down in yeah. Brighton but um, we'll, we'll pop in there before before you leave tonight but in the room next door I've got my decks and I've got my vinyl Wicked. and normally when like, I have people over in here that aren't recording the podcast we're just having a drink in the bar and whatnot yeah. we'll have a drink and we'll get pissed and like and we generally have an iPod and we're, we're, we're flicking through songs we, invariably we play the alphabet game which is I get A, so I go, oh, I'm having an Aztec camera somewhere in my art and then it <laughs> be, and we, we'll pass it all around so everyone gets to have a little choice of a song yeah but that gets tiresome quite quickly, and it's like, should I fire up the decks? And seeing people, how the night changes from just like picking a song on an iPod to then going through a record collection and going, fuck, I had that. Mm. And like, oh my God, I remember that. And like, it just changes the dynamic, and it changes how people. It becomes a proper event rather it than just. It becomes an event, and yeah, it becomes yeah. like, and people are invested because 
as they're listening to it, they're looking at it. And when they're looking at it, it's triggering memories. Mm, it's tri- it's right. triggering, it's like, the, the I remember recall. when I bought that. And, like, and I, you know, I've got this. And I remember hearing that in my mate's bedroom when we yeah, were kids. Yeah. And, like, it's, you know. But going back to Madness, and I've got a selection of their, their singles in front of me on, on seven-inch vinyl. If you are a kid growing up, and you looked at Duran Duran, kind of with their preferred hair and their, their I mean, I like Duran Duran, but... But to me, if you're a scruffy little oik from Greys <laughs> and you look at the cover of Baggy Trousers, which is a load of lads in Crombies and Lee in a big pair of Baggy Trousers mm. outside a tube station. Powerful, yeah. and like, And then you look at Return of Lost Palmer 7 and it's just like a comic book cover. Yeah. And they're all characters on it. It's just fucking brilliant. Like, there you go, I'm going to stop talking. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting too excited about madness. Right, where are we at on time? Uh, we are at the one hour mark. Should we take a break and then I do think, three, two, uh, one on part yeah, two? Three, two, one. I think so. That makes sense to yeah. me. Uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. It's cool seeing how excited you are as well. <laughs> Johnny, Ollie, thanks for coming on. Mate, pleasure, man. It's, it's we'll have a quick wee break, yeah, and we'll come back. Yeah, we'll have a wee break, and then uh, yeah, we'll be back with part two in. Uh, well, you'll probably get this about a day later. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you then. Bye. Peace. My gag reflex was, was just, it was, my eyes were watering and he was literally just pushing it in and then in right. and then in and then just, it just went oh. and like literally, it just, yeah, you, you know what I'm Yeah, saying. it's like when you crack open a locket and it just coats your throat. It was it? like, it was like an ostrich egg. Oh. Like someone just like literally cracked an ostrich egg. Oh, mate, that's fantastic, but, man. Let's record the outro anyway. So do you want no, to press record? No, no, it's recording, buddy. Oh, um, Stu, can you um, obviously edit? Um, oh, yeah, that? yeah. I think he, he always edits, edits oh, right, it out, cool. mate. Don't worry about it. I don't want people knowing. Um, Cheers, mate. That's all right. Um, well, that was part one. Um, as you um, probably know now, when you have a sit down on a festival toilet, you, you might want to have another think about just exactly where you position yourself. Where you're dangling your dingle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what I didn't mention in that podcast yeah. when we recorded it was Ollie's quite famous for his piece. Oh, is he, a bit, is he strapped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind uh, of explains that I'll situation to a degree. That's obviously something that me and you will never have no, to worry about. No, no, um, no. Which I'm glad about because, um, you know, it gets in the way when I'm running really fast. Well, it would. Stick around for part two. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.